mad? Why are you so mad? Angry black woman. All you want to do is fight and yell. What would you do if you see a video every, every month, every week of a black person getting killed? That could be your dad, your brother. It's happening to black women too. Let's not forget about them. Absolutely. Like every day, how mad would you be if nothing changes? How mad would you be? Welcome to At Home in the Mind. We interrupt our scheduled program to amplify black voices. Warning, this episode contains strong language and description of violence. Listener discretion is advised. As ever, I would like to stipulate that myself and the guests who come on the show can only talk from our own perspective, understanding that everyone experiences life and mental health issues in different ways. Thank you for listening. Hi, Lexi. Thanks for coming on to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I don't really want to speak much in this one because I, okay. uh, I want you to have this platform to, to say what you want to say. But to start off, you told me you have family in Minnesota. Yeah, that's actually where I'm originally from. So I moved to Texas about like 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Just me and my mom. So everyone is there except like my dad's half of the family lives in Indiana. Okay. But most of my family is in Minnesota, St. Paul, Minneapolis, everywhere that is happening. So, And how has it affected you and your, your family who are there? It's really not that divided, but I am biracial. So, you know, I do have one side that's black and one that's white. I speak more to my brother, who is very active in the movement and was out there protesting you know, doing all that. I wouldn't call it rioting. Mm -hmm. But with me, it makes me feel very helpless. And then a part of it makes me feel selfish that I feel some kind of way because all I should be focused on is change and helping and how I can help the cause. But you can't help for it. You know, you can't help that it affects you deeply, especially just when none of this stuff is new. Yeah. Now people are catching on. It's good. And I like we appreciate the support, but it's almost like a slap in the face. And then it makes it feel not sincere. Like I was talking to my brother and I told him about how do you feel like this is affecting your mental health? And he's like, you know what? That's a really hard question because I never thought about that. Mm. In the culture that we live in, we are we're told to suppress everything as black people. Suppress, suppress suppress and this is why we are where we are now i hate to bring up other things you don't live in america but every year we have to celebrate 9 11 mm-hmm. not taking away from people's lives lost we have to talk about the holocaust everything but then we're told that we should get over slavery if i've had people say this that we should get over slavery it was 400 years ago but you want me to you know Celebrate all these other things and remember this. But when do you remember everything else? Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad for any businesses. I mean, Black-owned businesses, yeah, allies, but any corporations, if they got rioted, I don't feel bad. What can you tell a group of people that have been oppressed, haven't been taught how to fit, like fully feel your emotions? No one has ever taught us. You know, you can feel this, feel it, be mad. But move forward. No one has ever taught us that way. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We're not going to talk about that because then it's uncomfortable. And it is uncomfortable. But like, how do you think people feel that deal with it every day? And I went to protest yesterday and you could just, soon as the police came, you can just feel it. When you can just feel something, it doesn't even have to be said. If something is that strong of a feeling, don't you think something's wrong? But also what was so crazy to me was that video of Amy Cooper and her dog and the fact that she knew, she knew that there was a system in place that protected her and put him in danger. Right, and if you don't think that there isn't a system that protects white people and people with money that are of the fair skin tone because they don't just have to be white. If you, you have money like Caucasian and you are a lighter skin tone, that's all. You're mm. good. Mm. And the thing about that video, why it didn't even like phase me is because that shit happens every day. Just you're walking down the street and you know someone just crosses. Like, I don't want to be next to you. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It really is crazy the amount of privilege that some people have and they don't even acknowledge it like you can't take away the privilege but the least you can do in solidarity to everyone else that is struggling is acknowledge it at least acknowledge it if you're not even gonna try to make a change just acknowledge it so we're not sitting here always feeling like we're crazy or we're just getting mad or we're the angry black woman because that's every day mad why are you so mad angry black woman all you want to do is fight and yell what would you do if you see a video every every month every week of a black person getting killed that could be your dad your brother it's happening to black women too let's not forget about them absolutely like every day how mad would you be if nothing changes how mad would you be it's hard to even think about because the first thing I think about is my brothers and my dad. It just hurts that people can see a video like that and hear someone just like crying for their mother and then just like go off about violence and protesting and looting. You just watched an innocent man, a man, not even a young boy cry for his mother. And all you can talk about is a business, a multi-million dollar corporation that is getting burned. I couldn't even speak on it for days because the anxiety of everything and like my brother protesting, I don't want to tell him you don't protest. Like, please don't go out there because he needs to be heard. He needs to be seen. But when all you can think of, like my brother got tear gassed. He called me right after on FaceTime and showed me like he was throwing up. And then things that are happening in Dallas where peaceful protesters are getting shot, tear gassed, eyes like, falling out from rubber bullets. A bullet is a bullet. I don't care. You have that name bullet. I don't care if it's rubber, foam. It's a bullet. It's so hard to watch. Like, mm, I'll start crying. Going back to what you said about being dubbed the angry black woman. Yeah. How has it been growing up as a black woman in America for you? It's that. It's if you speak on it, you're angry. You're mad. Get over it. Like we live in a free country. Get over it. But when you when you can literally see things, see how black people are treated. When you look at numbers, there's literally statistics about incarceration, everything. If a white person is smoking weed, 
they're doing a new cannabis yoga or whatever they're doing. But if a black person is, they're selling drugs, lock them up right now. They're harming the community. What if this person is using it because they have a mental illness, they have some anxiety or anything, depression, and this helps them, uplifts them, maybe gets them out of bed, an herb, a medicine. Then again, I say that and I'm just angry. Yeah, I am angry. I'm very angry. You can call me an angry black woman because I am at this point. I am. I am because even in this, I feel like all the black women are getting lost in it. And all you see, I'm all for black men, of course. But like, what about Brianna? All these women, I feel like they're just getting lost in it. And I hate to see it. Because in a couple of weeks, who's still going to be out? Who's still going to be posting? Is it going to be back to your, what did I eat today? Where did I go? I went to the gym. And one other thing that I'm sick of and what I saw too, I'm sick of people saying that white people need to do something. Everybody needs to do something. Do you not know how many years we've been trying to do something? Why do you think people are protesting? Our voices are not heard. They're not heard, but they will be. And if it takes to burn down your fucking target, I'm going to sit there and watch. Yeah. I'm going to sit there and watch because I don't care. There's so many things that we're not taught. Have you ever heard of the Black Wall Street? No. That was burned and destroyed. It was a whole community of Black people that, like, that had their own Wall Street, their own economy. You know, they were trying to rise up within themselves because you can't wait for someone else to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Got burned down. Burned down, lives lost. I remember growing up always, look it up. Look okay. it up. Okay. It's called Tulsa Black Wall Street. And I believe it happened in Oklahoma. Okay. All my life, watching civil rights things, seeing things like the KKK and people, I'm not even going to say white people because it's not all white people, but KKK and just hateful white supremacists, burning churches, killing people, being so fucking racist to people just like for no reason. Are we just supposed to let that go off our back? Because when America was fighting for them, their freedom, they fought. They fought, why can't we? Yeah. Why can't we? You bomb all these Middle Eastern countries, but there's a problem happening in your country. And then the president, these people's president. All I'm going to say is when voting comes to all people in America, if you're listening to this, vote. you need to know who your chief of police is. You need to know who everyone is. Because, yeah, we got conviction, but that's not enough. That's not enough. A conviction is not enough. We want justice. Real justice is for this to never happen again. And if it does happen again, immediately. Reform needs to happen, not just convictions. Real shit needs to happen. What kind of reform would you want to see? Police department. The police department is a gang that targets people. This is one fact that I read the other day. that. $2 billion of the taxpayers' money from the Department of Justice goes to local police departments. But in the Civil Rights Act, it says no federal dollar should be given to any organization that is racist, basically. That discriminates. Right. No federal dollar should be given, but they are discriminating. So why is this happening? Because I did not know that until yesterday. I didn't know that my money was going to local police officers. But then you have to think, How naive can you be? Where the fuck do you think your money's going? All the roads in the hoods, they're not new. 
where new school? No, we have to wake up as people just because it's told to you in school or it's on the news doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. And don't expect black people to teach you that you need to do it yourself because we've been trying. People have gotten killed in the process to try and show you. Speaking of the head of police and stuff, the chief of police, I read the Minnesota, the Minnesota Police Department has a long history of racial or being racist. And that the new chief is trying his best to change that. But as someone who grew up in Minnesota, did you feel that? A part of it is when you are a child, you do, you are naive because me, I was growing up around a whole bunch of different people. Because, like I said, my dad is black, my mom is white. When you're around white people and you're not white and you don't fit in with them, all you get is stares. I've had people literally come up to me and say, like, are you adopted? And this is not to make it about me, but it's just, I know there are people that have way worse stories. So I feel like I got a good, but more becoming a teenager and moving to the South. Mm-hmm. Is where I really, really saw because in Minnesota, you can't really tell. You can tell who has money, of course, Mm -hmm. but everyone, it's not like here where it's literally just like the worst neighborhood by just like million dollar mansions. You know, here you really see a divide. You really see it. And it's crazy that we're in a city that has so much money. Where are these people backing us up? You know, in Texas, like Dallas, you can look it up. Millionaires here, so many. A lot of the population is. Nobody was out with us yesterday protesting. Nobody. Yeah, You can't be mad when people are over it, when people do start to use violence, because what else can we do? At this point, it's like, what else can you do for your voice to be heard? And there are people that are jumping on to this movement for the wrong reasons for the wrong reasons. And it's so hard to like, because you want to be grateful that people are on your side. But it's just like, is this sincere? Because I've never heard you one stick up for anyone. You know, it's hard. I think it's especially difficult to gauge who is sincere when on social media, the wording, quite rightly, because it should never have come to this but the wording is, you should do this, you should do that. Yeah, You're not doing it's enough. almost like, oh my God, I have to. Like, you know, it's like brushing your teeth every morning. I have to. Like, it should be. But if you even have to second guess it, side are you on? It's just that something just don't feel sincere. And I just want them to be, you know, I just hope that everyone really is. And is when it comes down to it, if someone was saying anything to me, I hope that you would say, shut the fuck up. Like, who are you to say that? You know? Because yeah. who are you to say anything? Who, who is anyone to say how Black people should feel, mourn, or anything? Grieve? Just because it didn't directly happen to me, that, that is still something that, like, now this little girl has to grow up without a father. So many people have to grow up without a father, and there's always these racist stereotypes of, oh, Black kids never grow up with fathers. Well, maybe if they weren't killed, 
for just being who they are or incarcerated, maybe some people could have fathers. But until then, don't say shit until you're trying to make a change so you're up there. Because, yeah, everybody can do something, but let's be real, the white voices are going to help us with this because they're the ones in office until we can get our way until we have black judges, black people on the board, not even just black people of color or allies, then that's what we need. Yeah. But in inner city schools and things like that, you're not motivated to do that. All these teachers want you to do, one, they're underpaid. So I can't even blame the teachers. They're underpaid. They have to deal with so many other things. All these people want you to do is just graduate. Like if you can just get out of high school, yeah. and it's like, no, teach these kids to be leaders. And that's what I hope that I can do and any other activists around the world can do is with the youth because we don't want them to grow up the way we had to be angry and feel like we were always fighting for a place because that's what it is, always fighting for a place. Because let's be real, they only care about Black lives unless it's on a field or on a stage. That's the only time people care. And it's sad. What was your experience of school? It was a lot of trying to figure out who I was because I wanted to be with the people that look like me, but sometimes it was, you sound a different, like I maybe sound a different way, so I don't belong with them. And that's just all they were taught. Hate is taught. And then it's like when you're with the other white people, it's like you don't look like us. I think it's more about the black kids that didn't have friends or didn't, you know, like the first people that integrated schools that had to go into the white schools that had to prove themselves, probably had to conform themselves, weren't able to be who they wanted to be because they just wanted to get a good education. That's it. I don't want to make it about me because it's not about me because there are so many kids that are literally just fighting to wake up, walk down the street, just to walk down the street to get to school without being jumped, without being stopped by the police. Without someone looking at them and being like, hmm, maybe, maybe they're not doing the right thing. You know, I just want black children to just enjoy their life. They don't have to worry. Because now all these kids see this and they're like, oh my God, that could be my dad. You know? Yeah. That's all I can think about is just little black kids not losing hope. I never want them to lose hope. I know that there's been this fight for years, 400 plus, but it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. You won't be silenced. Your voice will be heard. And take care of yourself. If you, if you feel a certain way, you need to take care of yourself because no one gives you the tools as a Black man or Black woman to navigate this world or it's just to even properly feel. So if you have to throw something, you have to break it, break it. But pick yourself back up, hold your head up, and keep on fighting. Because that's, that's all we can do is just keep on fighting because we can't let the shit get bad as it was before. Because there has been change. You know, we have to acknowledge that. And I think a lot of people do. But it's just, like, there's no reason why there should be videos of Black men and women being killed on tape. There's no reason for that. You know, I just don't, I can't even watch it. And it should be watched because people need to see it. It's just so vile and disgusting. And I saw somebody talking about animal rights and things. It's like, 
We care about this, but right now things are happening. Things are happening to people. Like let black people have this moment. Mm -hmm. Like just let it like, we know other things are happening in the world. Like I know, and I am sorry. Like I know, and I feel bad, but right now we have to fix what's going on at home. There's always a stereotype Black men don't care about, about Black women. No, this is the time we're caring about each other. We care. We're going to be here for each other no matter what. And if you want to be a part of the movement, you can. If not, go on that side. Go with Donald Trump, who calls all Black people thugs. We're thugs, which means nigger to him. I know it does. That wasn't thug. When I saw that, that, that no, we, I know what that means. But when people in America were protesting about this whole quarantine and COVID-19 bullshit, there are just angry people that need to have the right to express their feelings. But when we express feelings about people dying, innocent people, unarmed people, unarmed, hands in the air, on, on the ground, on your stomach, on your knees, we knew how bad it was. But I think for so long, people just let it, you know, it's like, what can you do? At a certain point, you feel so helpless that like you literally can't do anything. They literally instill that in you. Like you can't change it. Like this is the system, but we can. And that's what people need to realize. You can change the system. We can do it. Peaceful or not, it's not going to be my choice. Mm -hmm. Someone tried to tell me that we need to spread love and peace and everything. I said, I'm all with you, but things are going to change peaceful or not peaceful. Things have to change and they will. Would you say that it's a mistake to say that things were progressing under the Obama administration and then it just backpedaled massively under the Trump administration? Or would you say that it was just no, as bad, but it was... It was just as bad. Look at the people in Flint. Still don't have Flint, Michigan. They still don't have clean water. Trayvon Martin's killer was never prosecuted. Eric Gardner, all this shit was still happening. A president can't stop a whole corrupted system. This yeah. starts in the police force. It's obvious. Everything is in the police force. These are the people that are to defend and protect. It's all in the police force. And then you have funding like from the president. All Obama was worried about was the Middle East and all this shit. I don't think things just went back. It's been like this. It's been happening. Maybe things have gotten better probably from like maybe you can start at the 60s, the 50s. But to say shit was like fine and dandy when Obama was president, be realistic. I'm so happy that we had a black president, but nothing really changed. Yeah. You know, we had that representation. We showed them, hey, we're coming. Like we, if we can get into the Oval Office, we're coming. But like, I don't know too much about politics. So I don't know what he could have done, but there's probably more. And to go to Flint and drink the water, which probably wasn't even the water from Flint. When people are literally sick, to say like, oh, it's clean, it's fine. That's a whole other injustice. That should be a right to have water and food. Like that shouldn't even be a question to really just tell people like, no, nope, sorry, not this month. We didn't got you. But this is years. This is years. Still shit is happening there. So yeah. And probably a majority of minorities live there. So to say there's nothing systematic happening is you literally have to live under a fucking rock or be just as stupid as our president. I read something too in the constitution that black, a black man is still three fifths of a person in the constitution. This is what I mean about reform. We need a new constitution, a new civil rights act. Sorry for that. This is what I mean. 
we're not taught these things. We're just taught to, oh, you're free. You can vote. But my vote doesn't matter. I thought that for so long, but I'm just like, they want me to think that. I feel like they program me to think that, to think that my vote doesn't matter because in the end, they want me to think I don't matter. It's obvious. Like, it's obvious. Could they also be, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know anything, but could they also be scared that if you do mobilize properly and if the majority of the black community voted, that right. those people who are who have the advantage in this the system protected, yeah. will just be it's knocked down. Yeah. It's scary to know that prior to whatever you think, black people have knowledge and we can think and we are educated and we know you know, and I know it scares them. Why do you think in a peaceful protest police are there right away? Yesterday, like we were just marching so peacefully and the police kind of like blocked us in at these roads. One down here under a bridge and then right at the top of it. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of where JFK was shot. Have you yeah. ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. Where we were. That's where we were. Okay. So that's why. So they had us blocked off and I was like immediately sick to him like I could have threw up I was sick to my stomach because they didn't get out of the car but it was just like uh why like just to even feel like blocked off it's just oh my god I can't breathe you know then anxiety everything that no one talks about and I know everyone feels it I know it's just crazy to think that there's no systematic racism but just the sight of a police the sight they didn't have to get out the car when you're peacefully peacefully protesting in our amendments, we have the right to free assemble, make an assembly. That was that. But none of that shit was written for black people, so it doesn't even matter. None of that shit was written for us. So if those cops were really good, they would be good. Do good. Stand up. Be a role model. I don't care. Since all these good cops are here, why aren't they being good? Or at least standing up. You can say something. You have more authority. You have a gun. Can't get me started on that. Blue lives matter. Like, let's be real. The best quote I've seen, I think it's an old one by Chris Rock that's resurfaced, where he said that, look, I get that being a policeman is a hard job, but it's the same as being a pilot. It should be the same as being a pilot. You don't have American Airlines being like, oh, sorry, the planes crash because, right. you know, this pilot, you know, he's got the right to do that. It's fine. Right, but let's get him on another plane. Yeah. Exactly. And one thing is you weren't born a cop. We were born black. There's no way around it. This is how we were born. You had a choice. You had a choice. So you chose to be the oppressor? Do you? But one thing that I think that uh, I was doing a lot of research yesterday is having a database for, for people so they know who is an officer that has racial done anything racially charged or mm. anything that just how we have a sex offender thing we should have a one for cops because the same cop can come here kill somebody go off and go to go to nevada we go to nevada and become a cop you have experience you were never charged there's a place for things like this not to happen it's almost like they just want it to keep happening because what is a conviction gonna do about the next fucking racist fucker that's gonna do it nothing because they didn't get charged there's so many other people that haven't got charged. It's like Derek Chauvin had so many complaints against him. Right. So many. 
So many. And if there was a database, if we could have seen that, you know, or whoever employed him, maybe they weren't racist, but they allowed it to happen. You know, we could have, things could have been stopped. Things could have been stopped. There was three other cops there, I believe. Things could have been stopped. And for people to say, how can this young lady record it? The lady is probably traumatic. Do you think a black woman is going to go in front of a cop? What, for her to be dead too? So now we could have lost two, two more on top of a million black bodies. On top of a million black bodies, this country has blood on their hands and they can never wash it clean. Ever, ever, ever. As a woman, the idea of facing off four really strong men, armed armed men with guns. I can't imagine that prospect as a black woman. Simply as a woman, it's terrifying. And then there it goes again. It's always us. Why would you blame her? It's always us that does something. It's going back. This is why we don't speak out while we let that rage sit in us, sit in us all of our lives. When it comes out, it's horrible. Because now, even if you don't even know, maybe you burned a black business. Maybe you did something some, that was a part of the movement that wanted to help us. But I believe black people deserve reparations. Other cultures got it. And it's proven. If this is the way we got to get it, even though I don't think this is the right way because we're really not getting anything, then this is the way. We got to burn these people's shit down to show them, like, we're not playing. What else can we do? We tried to do it peacefully. You saw Colin, Colin Kaepernick had the biggest platform. He tried. What did they do? Booted him out. So we keep, we keep being peaceful. We keep, we keep, we keep, but like, enough is enough. When these fucking boys are going up into these schools, shooting kids because they got bullied, that's justified because enough was enough. He had enough. What about us? What about a whole fucking population that built this country? What about my people? What about them? We're not worthy of feeling any type of hurt. We're not worthy of that. We haven't put in enough work. quote the other day black people are waiting for justice to be a verb and not a noun that's what we're waiting for justice over anything for that to be an ongoing thing that you guys go out and do seek justice seek these people that are racially profiling and discriminating and killing people you spoke about suppression at the start how your brother hadn't processed that this might be And he was out there the second night of the Minnesota when things were like real, like right before the National Guard and the Army got there. Mm, mm. And it was just almost really sad that he hasn't even thought about it because you don't even know how to process those emotions. You know, I don't want to speak for him, but he may not even know how to. He wasn't given the tools. Have you learned how to process those emotions and how did you come about it if you did? I feel like processing it in a way that it's happening and it's real. I can't ignore it. You, you can't. I might as well be them if I ignored it. 
like it's just so crazy how you see it your whole life. We are always taught not to put it out there or it's not on the news, but you see it somewhere else, you know? And you know, you're, when you're young, you think the news knows everything. That's it. Like it's the news, the news and Google, like they know everything. But honestly, I don't think I have processed it because there's so times like yesterday when I felt just so overwhelmed that we're still at this point. Tensions have heightened so much that now I feel like white cops are going to be like, well, well, I'm scared for my life. They hate me. I mean, we were in the fucking street saying fuck the police yesterday. We were because fuck you. You can't stand up for me. Then I'm not going to stand up for you. Why are you backing these people that don't stand up for you? And it's not even black people backing them. It's the people that are privileged and are protected. When a social contract is fulfilled, then you have a good relationship. But when you are constantly breaking that social contract and expecting your power. Exactly. And you expect those people to act accordingly, according to the social contract that you keep breaking. Mm -hmm. Expect. What did you expect? But when people of color do it, we're angry, we're criminals, we're thugs. Mexican people are race, rapists, criminals, drug dealers, king, like, you know, all of these things. But this whole country is off the backs of these immigrants in Texas alone. It infuriates me that someone could fix their lips to even say any racial thing about an immigrant, a Mexican, any type of Latino, when right now, all buildings being fucking built, highways being fixed, everything. Who is doing these manual labors? It's not you. It's not you fucking white people. You're not doing it. I don't see y'all. Maybe you're the contractor that sits in an office in AC all day, but you better put some respect on these people's names and address them as so, because this country wouldn't be anything without immigrants. Everyone's a fucking immigrant here. Let's be real, except the indigenous people here. And what did they do then? Forced them out of their religion, took all their culture from them. But when stuff is peacefully processed, like at Little Rock, it's so much deeper than people don't really realize. And you're not in America and you don't see it. And one, you don't feel it. Even if you are in America, you don't feel it because you're privileged. Yeah. And I know America is not the only place with problems. Oh, I know for sure. Because racism is everywhere. That's why when people say, I'm leaving America, for what? You're going to go right to another problem. We need to fix the shit at home. Well, because you just leave, you're leaving the problem for the next generation and the next. And that just creates more trauma, more hurt than good. I think it's time that we break this curse of putting Black people against each other. We are one and we need to be against them. Because they pushed us so far from each other because of the poverty and everything. Black people, we're just trying to fight to make it. You know, some people feel like, and not me, but some people feel like you can't even support your sister or your brother because I want to make it. I don't want to give them my daughter because I need to make it. I got these people to take care of, you know? We've been wedged so far from each other and I'm so glad to see now that I really feel like things are changing and we're really recognizing and coming together as one. We're a unit allies, non-Black people of color, if Caucasians, Asian, everyone, like we're one right now and we're a force to be reckoned with. You can use your rubber bullets all you want. The shit runs out and we're still going to be fighting. As someone in the UK, I've been trying to find ways of helping and, uh, and a big thing here is actually 
to write to our politicians mm -hmm. and to tell them to stop exporting tear gas and rubber bullets to the US. And that's like been a big thing here. Just I've like seen that. Telling people to just make this known that we don't agree oh, with yeah. this. And if this kind of violence was happening in the Middle East, we would have acted on it already. There would have been talks about it in Parliament already. There would have been COBRA meetings about it. Really? And it's like the same Americans are saying like, oh, I'm going to Europe. I'm leaving. Like, you think they care about you over there? They don't. I see shit. The internet, you see shit. There's racism everywhere. You can't run away from it. And we need to start just defunding them. You can't buy the rubber bullets if you don't got money. But then to see that about the taxpayers, it's like, damn, it starts within the number of form because we can do all this shit, not support Target. And that's the reason why they burned down the one Target in Minnesota, because they donate money to the police department. Right. People just think we're just going around and doing things senseless. Mm -hmm. Those are the other people. The real protesters that want change. There's a method to all this. Target didn't lose shit. Fuck Target. They didn't lose shit. They didn't. What did they lose? A store that could be real, rebuilt that they were probably going to renovate to make it more modern? Be real. Speaking about being silenced, you know, the whole Blackout Tuesday thing. Yeah, that was... I guess I get it, but now everything regarding to helping victims' families with, say, funeral funds or anything is all lost in that. Any petitions that need to be signed, anything about upcoming protests are lost in that. I get where people are coming from, but how the fuck are you black? I'm sorry if I'm cussing too much. How are you blacking out or staying silent about things that you've never talked about? I saw so much, so many people that couldn't even post like a solidarity post but you're blacking out. What are you? You've been silent. You're not silencing. You've been silent your whole fucking life. If there's any time to talk, it's now. You should be putting your white face on that camera and saying things need to stop. You should be going to talk to people that you know that are in charge. No, you can't be silent for one day when you have it. What I want people to be silent is about a real blackout day. Don't go shopping. Don't get gas. Stay in your house. Get everything you need the day before to show these people how much a color is to show them how much we matter. We matter in your economy. You don't want us to matter, but we matter. Everyone, not just black people. If you're an ally, you should be a part of this too. So I believe it's June 6th and July 7th, the real blackout. When I saw that, I was like, what the fuck? Like my whole time, where's all the things that we were trying to push? Where did everything go? Like I had to stay off Instagram for a little bit because I just could not with people kept showing dead black people, like, stop. It needs to be shown, I know, but just people don't understand how triggering that is to just keep putting these faces and, like, I know it needs to be seen, but you don't understand how hard that is for some people to see. There should be a disclaimer, definitely. Definitely. And there's, like, disclaimers on Instagram about other random things, but not for when an innocent black man is being killed. To go on to say that a knee didn't kill him, that he had underlining conditions. That coroner, whatever medical examiner, needs to be prosecuted for lying. The treason against the American people, they betrayed their own people for years to say that he had under... And then there's some story now coming out that's saying that George Floyd was diagnosed with COVID-19 in April. The, they just say whatever the fuck they, they can pull out their ass to say, like, it doesn't matter if he had 
sickle cell and he was on his last days. He was being brutalized. He was being brutalized. It doesn't matter if he had a heart attack the night before he was being brutalized and that's why he's dead. Yeah, it is. It is insane that like the county coroner said that like he had heart problems and drugs and drugs in his system and all that kind of shit. And then the family obviously did an independent one and found found nothing. And if he did have, if he did have underlying conditions and he was sick, duh, he's going to have drugs because you give, this government gives us these drugs to keep us sick. So duh, he's going to have something. And you prescribe drugs daily to people. How could you say that when you watch? If you had a knee to your neck, they dehumanize black people. the main thing in your opinion that white people fail to understand about the black experience from your perspective from mine is empathy in that they don't have privilege in that their voice doesn't that their voice doesn't matter this is a whole system that was created for you it's just crazy how bad sometimes people want to be oppressed what the fuck you have all this privilege please use it that is like the number one thing like you have a voice that is heard It's just people are scared and money is everything about it. They're scared of losing opportunities, whatever. But but that's at the hands of a black person. So that's one of many. But using the voice that is always heard, that should be criminal for you not to use a voice that is heard. So is that what you would say that allies and people can do more is to use their voice? And not just on social media, actually use it, actually say something to people. If you have a father or grandfather, someone that's a cop or even anything, use it. Go on these networks and say the uncomfortable things. Start these uncomfortable conversations. Think about being uncomfortable every day because you're scrutinized for for who you are and you can't even have a 30-minute uncomfortable conversation. Use it. You have all this privilege. Please use it. You say, oh, I have black friends. It's okay. No, that's not enough because you're not supporting them. It's yeah. not enough. It's not enough. What's enough is you speaking the truth. If you're really for this movement, come with me and march with me. Stand in front of me when a police officer is in front of me. Use your privilege. If you don't have money like that and you can't donate, you have something worth more than money. You have a voice that for some reason they'll listen to. You saw that little white girl that was on TV about the gun violence for schools. Let's get one of those girls up there. Come on. They love that. They ate it up. They ate that shit up. I want someone to do that. And constantly, every day. That's what I want. I want for a news correspondent to stop saying stupid shit and say, you know what? This is wrong. I don't care what's on this television. I don't care what's on this prompter. I don't care what happens after this. This is wrong. I'm going to speak up for it. And every day, because that that girl who did that press conference about the right. school shootings, I mean, guns are still available for people. So it needs well, to be... One right now. What the thing that was so scared me too, why I was so hesitant to protest is because gun laws in Texas are different than other states. They are very different and it's so accessible. And like, even if they weren't even the police, a white man could just come down, be mad at protesters and shoot you. I could literally go right now and like, I never even shot a gun and I can go get one. That's really scary. It's crazy that like, also 
how a police could have one, but be mentally ill. Like, how are y'all not screening these people? Like, what? What's the most important message that you want to get out there, that you want people to understand, that you want people to hear you? One is that Black lives matter. They matter because it's deeper than just a quote. It is deeper because they don't matter to people. They don't. If they mattered, we wouldn't be killed. We wouldn't have to burn a fucking city to get justice for someone to get convicted. We wouldn't have to do that. What I want people is non-Black people is to take care of Black people, cherish them, hold on to them, support them, give them the space that they need. Don't gaslight. Don't say what Martin Luther King did. It doesn't matter. We're not Martin Luther King. I'm sorry. Be there. And Black children, take care of them. If you see someone who maybe needs a little bit of guidance, I'm sick of people saying, well, mind your business. My, like, we need to mind our business, not give, no, we need to step into people's life. If you see someone doing something wrong, you need to step up and be the person that they need. Because what if this person's dad got killed or got incarcerated because he had three grams of weed on him and now he's in jail for nine years? We can't mind our business anymore. That's a big thing because that is a big thing in Black culture where we need to mind our business and just, you know, take care of yours. No, this is everyone's fight. This is all of ours fight. If you see something wrong, if you see a young Black boy maybe trying to hurt another Black boy, you step in and you say, hey, why are you doing this? We already have a whole group of people that are against us. We need to be together. It starts with us too. Like, we just have to be there for each other and really be there for each other, not just for Instagram or to post or take a picture with the sign. It's being there always. Thanks for coming, Lexi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. You know, other people can, you know, say how they feel. Everyone's experience is different in life, especially as a Black person, a Black man, a Black woman. So I hope this just gives insight for people that don't think about things like this. Now is your time. You have all these resources. Social media is so big right now. You have all the resources. So from this point on, there's no excuses. Thanks for coming on. And I hope it was helpful to you and it was cathartic and it helped you express it. It did, it did, because I haven't. I mean, yesterday I did at the protest really feel things and actually cry and be okay with it. But nothing will ever help. No, no matter how many convictions there are, you always have in the back of your mind, they really don't care about you. What that does for people's self-esteem. Back to mental health. For mental health. For a Black man that was part of this to not even think about his mental health, things have to change and they will. I know they will. I can't think anything else. For my personal mental health, I have to keep saying that. And I think the same people should. Don't just let this, you know, feel trapped because I felt so trapped that I couldn't do anything and that I was just so overwhelmed. Like, it was a day that I couldn't even talk to anybody. Is that your mental health tip as a Black person in this time? Is to be using hope so that you don't feel trapped? Yes, yes. Using hope, saying, knowing, going out to these protests, even though it's so scary because, to be honest, I wasn't going to at first because just everything you see on social media and then at the bridge that were all the, like, big, a big thing happened at this bridge. There was, like, 400 peaceful protesters and the cops came and were trying to arrest everyone. Tear gas, bullets, like it was mayhem. And then the uh, prosecutor said, you can detain these people, but we will not be prosecuting them. 
And that is with every right they shouldn't. Peaceful protesting, nothing was happening. One, they're on a bridge. What can you do on a br- to be trapped on a bridge? And then tear gas. On a bridge, you're going to trap all these people? Tear gas? What if somebody would have fell off because they can't see? And there were some elderly people that were with us yesterday. And they were just saying, like, we marched in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and now the 2000s. And it's like, fuck. And they're like, we can't lie. Things have changed. But I just can't believe that unarmed people are just getting killed. What is the threat? They are unarmed. That's something deep. Like, you shouldn't be a police if you're that scared. You're supposed to protect and defend. They're protecting the economy. That's what they're fucking Right. That's all they are. That's all they are doing. I would like to thank Lexi again for her vulnerability and resilience. I hope that this has helped her some way in being heard. To help the black community, please find the links in the description below. Thanks for listening and see you next week at home in the mind.